This is section 18 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dinner Speech, Massachusetts Press Association, Boston, February 17, 1874. Read by John Greenman. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know that I have the faculty inborn in Americans which Mr. Kingsley has called your attention to, but if I haven't it, I shall not take this occasion to confess it. And not having ever been to school, I have not the faculty of declamation which the President speaks of. And as I only knew two hours ago that I was to be here, I have naturally come with no speech, because I never knew a man who could deliver an impromptu speech with only two hours to get it up in. But the presence here of Mr. Kingsley, Canon Kingsley, his title Canon has always been a puzzle to me, but his presence here suggests to me an episode of my own recently, and as under the old regime, I don't know what the old regime is, but it is something that used to exist before, uh, when called upon, you had the privilege of telling an anecdote or singing a song. Never having sung a song, at least having never succeeded in singing a song, I am still perfectly willing to try now, uh, but I am afraid it would be disagreeable to the audience, so I will tell an anecdote. When I was crossing over from England the other day, there was a youth on board, about sixteen years old, whose nationality I will not expose, who occupied his entire time eating, when there was anything to eat, and thinking about the next meal between times. I don't say he put his mind to it, for he didn't seem to have any mind. When sent out from the table, he used to go up into the smoking cabin and lie around there asking foolish questions. This boy never asked a question during the whole voyage that indicated the presence of knowledge of any kind whatever, and he came to be a perfect nuisance to everybody, and we tried all possible ways of crushing him and make him stop asking these questions. But as I said, Canon Kingsley reminds me of one occasion when I came up into the smoking-room in very ill humor, not in the humor a man ought to be in to listen patiently to silly questions. The question the boy began with was aggravating, because everybody knows that the first place a man goes to when he reaches London is Westminster Abbey, and the next place is Shakespeare's burial ground, and that this boy should ask me, deliberately and with such innocence about him as he had, if, when I was in London, I went to Westminster Abbey. That is enough to make a man frantic. I said, What was it you said? 
when you were in london were you at westminster abbey no i said i stopped at langham's hotel but he said it is not a hotel well i said what is it why it is a church i said a minute ago you said it was an abbey well he said it is an abbey and a church too i said i don't know about that you appear to be getting confused in your statements how can it be an abbey and a church at the same time there was another gentleman sitting there whose nationality i will not mention who said it was perfectly true that an abbey and the church were the same thing i said i was much obliged to him and asked him where is this place this church is it in london oh yes he says of course it is in london you know where the parliament buildings are is it part of the parliament no said he what has parliament got to do with it i asked it has not got anything to do with it the abbey is close by it said i do you know how far westminster abbey is from langham's hotel where i lived he said i suppose you know it is some distance said i of course it is some distance five or six miles said he but said i didn't you suppose i knew better than to get up early in the morning and travel four or five miles to church when there were plenty of churches all around he said i didn't expect you to go to church said i what did you expect me to do he said look at the monuments and things monuments of everybody that has done anything and is dead their bodies are buried there i said do you mean to say that they actually take up the planks and bury men under the floor he said there were no planks there i said do they bury them right under the seats he said of course they do said i is that healthy well he said i don't know whether it was healthy or not they do it in all the churches i said it was a curious custom i had never heard of anything like it if any of my friends were in westminster abbey i should not want people sitting around on their tombstones he said you didn't hear the cannon then i don't remember said i i am a man of peace and i don't know anything about artillery anyway by this time the boy had not yet waked up but the rest of the company which had gathered around had and so we stopped the fun as there is no moral to the anecdote i won't attempt to put any to it but as i said in the absence of having a speech to make to you i thought i would simply tell an anecdote in honor of canon kingsley end of dinner speech read by john greenman